0: Earlier we were talking in the news about the tragic end to the uh, cougar that was seen in the Twin Cities struck by a car killed. They are trying to make uh, lemonade out of lemons. They've taken the uh, the corpse and are actually, I guess, uh, taxidermying it so that they can use it as a learning tool here in the Twin Cities. Uh, we have a big cat sanctuary right here in the Twin Cities on the line with us right now. Olivia Kemp, thanks for joining us on WCCO. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I wanted to talk with you a little bit about this, and I appreciate you uh, you giving us a call on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker hotline and uh, needed to know this, this cougar sighting. How rare was this in the Minnesota area?
1: This is actually quite a rare occurrence. Um, as far as scientists know, this Cougar actually traveled from Nebraska, so it's quite rare in Minnesota. There's not a, an official established cougar population in the state.
0: Now, with the Big Cat Sanctuary that you're a part of, where is that? Is that someplace people can come visit, or do you keep it pretty pristine so that it's just the, the wildcats and the volunteers and employees there that take care of these creatures?
1: It's exactly like you said, Dave. We are close to the public, and that's to keep it as true of a sanctuary as possible for our 150 rescues here.
0: 150 rescues. What type of uh, big cats do you have there at the sanctuary?
1: Well, we have cougars, which you just mentioned, but we also have lions, tigers, cheetahs, leopards, and even smaller cats like bobcats and lynx.
0: Well, how many of those are actually native here to the to uh, the Minnesota area?
1: That's a great question. We have a number of bobcats, about 30. They come from all over the United States, but bobcats are a native species to Minnesota. We have cougars, which are not native to Minnesota, but are definitely native to the northern part of the United States. And we have Canada lynx, which are native to Minnesota.
0: Are we in any kind of real danger from any of these big cats in and around the, uh, the Twin Cities area, or are they still pretty much near the Iron or on the fringes near Canada or <laughs> Wisconsin areas?
1: That's a good question. You're definitely not at risk. I think awareness is key, and as long as you're aware of them, they're definitely aware of you, and they aren't going to mess with you if you don't mess with them
0: oh very cool is there any way uh like a website can people go see the animals that you have how you obtain them and uh make donations help out because i've got to guess it's got to be expensive to feed what'd you say 150 big cats
1: yes 150 and absolutely yes we have a website and social media where you can follow our cats every day our website would be wildcatsanctuary.org And our social media handles would be the same. As far as donations, we actually have a year-end match going on right now where every donation is doubled up to $14,000. Wow,
0: that's fantastic. And they can make the donations right there on the
1: website? Absolutely, and even on our social media posts. How
0: hard is it to keep these poor animals fed? I've got to guess that's a lot (laughs) of meat that's eaten throughout the year.
1: It certainly is. We actually feed out about 400 pounds of meat a day and it's a large variety from chicken to beef and each cat has a specialized diet. So it takes a lot of care and attention and a lot of dedication from our caretakers.
0: What's the take uh, right now on what, what tragically happened to this uh, cougar that made it into the Twin Cities area was struck dead and they're now using the uh, the body for educational purposes. How do you guys feel about that?
1: Well, we can't speak on that necessarily since we are a sanctuary for captive cats and not wild cats. Mm -hmm. But I think that, you know, have awareness about cougars and cats and human cat conflict. You know, for us, we're dealing with cats in captivity and we're rescuing cats from captivity. And our goal is to bring awareness and end that captive wildlife crisis. So
0: these cats that you have are ones that people were trying to keep as private pets?
1: That's correct. And actually, this year-end match that I mentioned is going towards new habitats for three bobcats that were actually rescued right here in Minnesota from a private owner.
0: So these aren't necessarily cats that were rescued from from families or people in Minnesota. You just are a big cat rescue that big cats that are found around the United States without uh, the proper home or proper place to be, you guys take them in?
1: Sort of. We do have a number of cats that are coming from inside people's homes. So technically pets, quote unquote pets. We have cats coming from other private ownership situations. It can look like a lot of different things. And so point you back to that website. That's where you can learn a lot about our cats. But yes, unfortunately, most of our cats are coming from pet ownership or private ownership.
0: This, this might be a little bit of a touchy subject, but I'm just curious. Obviously, sometimes it's got to go wrong for people to think that they've they're going to take care of this baby tiger, baby lion and raise it to see like they do on social media where people are having these fun, interactive play sessions. And sometimes it goes bad. Do, do, do you get those cats where a tragedy is, has happened so that that animal doesn't pay the ultimate price for the ignorance of man? Or do those animals have to be put down?
1: Well, you're correct, Dave, that the cat would pay the ultimate price often in those situations. And so that is why we are such strong advocates for keeping the wild in your heart and not your home. These cats do not make good pets. They are wild animals. You cannot expect them to behave differently than that. And so our cats, they come from a variety of backgrounds. But what we do for them here is we try to give them as wild of a life possible, being close to the public. We don't have any direct contact with them, so no petting. No, putting human expectations on them to keep them safe at sanctuary for the rest of their lives.
0: Well, that's amazing in itself. Where are people obtaining? And I know you can't give specifics, but I'm just curious, how how are people even getting some of these cats? It would seem like it's illegal in order to have a tiger or a lion as a pet to begin with.
1: Well, actually, we celebrated yesterday the year... Uh, anniversary of the passing of the Big Cat Public Safety Act, which is now a federal law in the United States banning the pet ownership of big cats. But unfortunately, cats like bobcats and servals can be legally owned in some parts of the United States. So we're hoping for new laws to be in place to prevent that since we're having a huge, huge crisis of those smaller cat species coming into sanctuary. So unfortunately, yes, cats can be obtained in many different ways. And for those smaller cats, there are even breeders across the United States.
0: Are you also a resource for people that are are trying to rehome wolves or other captive creatures that really don't belong in a home setting?
1: Just cats for us, and we are at capacity right now, but if someone ever were to know someone who needed to place a cat or find a sanctuary, we can always be used as a resource to find an ethical home for that animal.
0: Are there any ethical homes and uh, sanctuaries for fathers uh, that children keep bringing cats home to their house and they now need a place to live to avoid 15 million cats in their own home? (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> no unfortunately do Man. not we do not offer those services but that is a good question <laughs> well
0: we definitely need to look into that because olivia yes. i don't my kids just keep finding cats and and i'm slowly becoming the crazy cat person on our block <laughs> and uh, i have no response for that but uh, uh donations can be made financially can if people have meat things like that are they able to get it to you
1: no meat. We do not take meat donations, but the best way to, to have an impact on our cats, a direct impact, would be donating at end-of-year matches like this where your gift can be doubled.
0: I'm just curious, throwing this out there, I know I've I've had uh, friends that have worked for some of the big uh, box stores, uh, Targets, Walmart, mm-hmm. things like that. When they have a power outage, if the freezer's down for anything more than like 45 minutes, everything gets thrown out. Do they reach Mm -hmm. out to the Big Cat Sanctuary to make those offers, or have you guys ever considered reaching out to them to let them know you can have same-day pickup or something so that meat doesn't just get thrown in the garbage?
1: Not that I personally know of, but I can't speak on that entirely.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Olivia, for giving us a little bit of insight and uh, giving us this information. People can find more information. Tell them the website one more time.
1: Wildcatsanctuary.org
0: org. check it out go make a donation because that money right now is going to be doubled by this match program so it's really going to go a long way to help out in what could it has to be a very expensive endeavor to do the right yeah. thing to help these animals <laughs> olivia god bless you and all of the amazing people there at the big cat sanctuary thank you for doing that and for calling in today
1: thank you so much dave